What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Casual Big Ten Podcast. Today is Thursday, August 3rd, 2023rd. On today's show, we're going to talk about Big Ten Media Day, of course. I haven't discussed that yet, so we're going to talk about that today. We're going to get into how close football really is, and then we're going to discuss a few guys who absolutely love gambling. But before we get into that, I wanted to say, first of all, we're 28 days away from football. It's August 3rd. First game, we got Nebraska at Minnesota at the end of this month. A perfect way to end August. Big 10 football matchup. It's going to be great. Matt Rule, PJ Fleck. We'll talk about him a little bit more in just a second. Minnesota, everybody knows how I feel about them. And Nebraska, new head coach, new team. We're going to see how it goes at the end of the month. It's going to be great. Cannot wait until August 31st for the Big Ten season to kick off and the season to kick off just in general. I also wanted to say one last time, uh, thank you to all the guests who came on for the preview episodes. If you're catching this episode somehow missed that, the last three weeks I had a guest on from almost every team except for Maryland. And uh, we just we basically just kind of talked about what we thought was going to happen this year for each team, kind of went through the schedule and all sorts of fun stuff. Just great episodes. Did amazing on YouTube. I thought, I mean, for me, I told my wife the other day that I'm always surprised if I get three views on a video. If I get three, I'm always trying to figure out who the other two people are because I'm usually one of them just to make sure the video is working. But, uh... Yeah, man, some of these videos did great. I think uh, I know the one with Jake Meyer, the Wisconsin one, had over 300, getting close to 400, which is nuts. Uh, the Northwestern one, of course, did awesome, over 200 views on that. So I'm very thankful. I just wanted to say that. I'm very thankful for anybody who watched, who shared it. Uh, whatever you did, however you got to it, appreciate it. Made me feel great uh, while I was on vacation, especially that last week, seeing some of those videos do really well. And thanks again to all the guests one more time. Um, that's not the end, though, of what I'm trying to do with this casual Big Ten podcast, as we call it. I got some exciting shit coming up. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Um, there's the new Twitter stuff that I've been doing just for the month of August where I'm colorizing a video, and it's really hard to see who the player is, at least the first couple they weren't that hard. I had a lot of people guess who they were pretty quickly. I'm going to make them harder, though. That's what I'm going to do. Going to be some harder videos where you have to watch the highlight, basically, and uh, try to figure out who the player is from the Big Ten in that video. So I'll be posting one of those every day. Going to be a lot of fun. And then at the end of this month, we're going to start a brand new series. It's going to be called, I guess I'm just going to tell everyone what's what it's going to be called, Bet Big B1G. And we're going to do a show every single week. I keep saying we because it's not just going to be me. It's going to be some other people on there too. Possibly two. Definitely one. Possibly two. We'll see how that shakes out. Could have a full, full-blown full board for this episode. A board of people. You won't be bored though. Because these episodes are going to be great. We're going to discuss the gambling lines for each game. And the over-under for each Big Ten game, and we're going to keep track of our records as we go through the season. It's going to be a freaking blast. I cannot wait. I love gambling. I love talking about gambling. Um, so we're going to do that starting at the end of the month. Uh, this month will be the first episode right before the season kicks off. And then the subs subsequent, 
what did I say that right? Subsequent weeks after that, we're going to do an episode each week about all the gambling stuff and get into all that stuff. It's going to be a blast. So anyways, that's everything that's coming up. Let's talk about what already happened, though. Big Ten Media Day. A lot of news came out of this. I'm not going to lie. I uh, I talked about this on the Northwestern episode with Tommy. I'm on vacation the last month of July every single year. I almost said every month. Every single year, that, that last week of July, I'm kind of tied up. That being said, I wasn't able to go to Big Ten Media Day for a couple of reasons. Number one, um, my application got denied, so I wasn't able to go for that reason. But also, number two, I was in northern Michigan the whole time, and I wouldn't have been able to go anyways. Or I could have. It would have been like an eight-hour drive down to Indy, though. So I tried to watch as much of it as I could between going to the beach and uh, taking the kids tubing and fishing and everything that we had going on those two days that Media Day was happening. I didn't see as much as I wanted to, and I went ahead and came home and didn't watch as much as I need to to even be talking about Big Ten Media Day. But um, I do have a couple of things that I did want to discuss regarding Big Ten Media Day that I heard through different podcasts and just like in the news and everything else that was going on. Um, I think the biggest thing was this guy, PJ Fleck. I... It's kind of a hard between him and Jim Harbaugh for Big Ten Media Day week, I guess you would call it. These were the two biggest stories that came out of that week. And um, if you didn't hear about PJ, the basic the very basics of it is there was a um, newspaper article or an Internet article. (laughs) I don't know if it's a newspaper. I don't think it is. I think it's just an, an online source. But uh, they're called Front Office Sports, FOS. And they put out an article about PJ with nobody named in the article. Apparently, it was former players. And these guys were saying that they had a toxic, uh, I was going to say work environment, but I guess you could call it that, a toxic work environment, a toxic football environment, a toxic culture was like the big word, right? And they were doing things like uh, practicing standing ovations and just weird stuff. And the article really didn't touch on anything that would have been a violation. And I have to admit, I got a little bit ahead of myself on this because, I, like I said, I was out on vacation. I see the article come out, and this was right after the Jim Harbaugh stuff came out. This is a couple weeks removed from the Pat Fitzgerald firing. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, one month ago today, and this is what I tweeted out, if you would have told me that PJ, Jim, and Pat would all be not coaching week one this year, I would have called you crazy. Obviously, now that we've learned a little bit more about the story with PJ, it seems really baseless was the word that he used. In fact, I had uh, I pulled the video from PJ uh, when he got asked the question at the Big Ten Media Day. I forget the guy's name. He's from The Athletic. I meant to give him credit. I'll look it up while the video is playing. But uh, this is how PJ responded, responded to the claims of a uh, toxic culture in Minnesota. First of all, uh, the Fleck Bank... Uh, mostly used in 2017 and 18, was an analogy in a team meeting talking about the more you invest into a program, the better experience you're going to get out of it. And as a head football coach, when you come in and you don't know anybody, right, the guys that do really good things are going to have a really good experience. If you're not doing all the right things, you're probably not going to have a great experience. There was no currency ever exchanged. There was no coins that ever existed. 
It was an analogy simply to explain investment for life, a life lesson of investment, simply that. No one ever got out of any type of uh, punishment for that. And just so everybody knows, in punishing our football team, that word punishing, in fact, our athletic department has taken over our disciplinary type actions. Uh, we do not use physical activity to discipline our players at the University of Minnesota, and we have never done that. Our players do things like they wake up early and clean the weight room. And whatever you did, you watch a video on that. If you were late to class, you watch a video on tardiness. You then write your professor a letter. Those are the disciplines we actually have within our program that our athletic department changed their policies and made sure that no physical activity of any sport could be used as punishment based on what we created as a football team. Um, these allegations are baseless. Is this video too long? Um, <laughs> Uh, we have full support of our athletic director, Mark Boyle, uh, and our university leadership. Uh, this is a, a, sto a similar story that gets peddled every single year. Uh, and the majority of the players have been dismissed or removed from our football team. Uh, we also have around a half dozen anonymous reporting avenues. All right. That's enough, I think. Um Listen, there's a couple things that he said in there that are very relative to the story or they relate to the story really well. And also, I did look it up. It's Scott Dockerman. I think I'm pronouncing that right, was the man that asked him the question. Good on Scott, by the way, because I was actually watching the very we were just getting ready to leave when I was watching PJ come up on the stage. And the first guy that asked him a question, I was like, nobody's even going to ask him about this. Everyone's going to be a coward. But uh, Scott was the second one to ask, and he asked him directly about the article. Um, some things that he just said, uh, first of all, a player's late to class. They have to write an apology letter for being tardy. I think that's a little, I mean, that's a fireable offense right there, I think. <laughs> I mean, if I had to do that every time in college that I was late, I would have had to write well over 500 apology letters, I would say. Um but also, he did say something that a lot of people have been talking about, which is that this story comes out every year. I don't remember the exact story last year, but people have been coming for PJ's head since he's been there, basically. And uh, it's just not working because I think, and this is just my opinion, and if you're listening to this show, that's what you came here for. I think PJ's running a clean program. I don't think there's anything to this at all. I think he's a good guy. I really do. I actually, I know a lot of people don't like him because of his, you know, antics, I guess you would call. I wouldn't even call him that. He's just a super energetic guy. And I think he's really passionate about his players. I think he's super passionate about football and his program. And uh, I think he's doing it the right way. And I think that this story was bullshit. And I don't think that we should read any further into this. There's nothing here. And uh, let's, just, let's just play football in Minnesota. So that's what I'm going to say about PJ. Um, let's talk about somebody that actually is getting suspended, though. And his name is Jim Harbaugh. Uh, Jim also got interviewed. I pulled a video for that too. We'll play it in just a second. If you didn't hear about this somehow, once again, quickly, I have just the basics of this, but Jim bought a hamburger. <laughs> I can't even believe I'm saying this right now. Jim bought a hamburger for a recruit. It sounds like a children's book. Jim bought a hamburger for Bobby. No. Um, and then he got caught doing, I think somebody snitched on him actually. He got caught doing it. The NCAA asked him about it. He said, piss off. I'm not answering that. That's not true. I'd never did that, basically. And then 
they found out that it was true. In fact, Jim was lying. So now they've kind of come to an agreement is what it sounds like. It pro- to me, it sounds like there was a phone call between the NCAA, whoever's running the NCAA, I have no idea, and Jim, and they said, hey, man, like we need you to be punished somehow, but we don't want you to be mad at us almost even. So they agreed on those first four games, and uh, the first four games are absolute, like, they're going to be blowouts. It doesn't. I could coach. If I was the head coach at Michigan this fall, I would guarantee we would go 4-0 to start. Those games are, what is it? It's uh, Eastern, I'm not even going to go through it. They're they're going to go 4-0. This is going to be a non-story after that. And uh, listen, if you're, a, if you're not a Jim Harbaugh fan, this is awesome news for you. It's a blemish on his record. But if you are a Jim Harbaugh fan, you're basically just more mad at the NCAA than you were in the first place. And that's basically where we're going to go from here. Um, here's what Jim said when he was asked about the uh, suspension. Uh, the team's been preparing. It's just work. We just work. Um, just work. The motivation, every, everything motivates us. Um, yeah, as you know, I can't talk about anything uh, as it uh, relates to that uh, that situation. But uh, I would like to get it all out there. Um, and Do it. I have nothing to be ashamed of. Um, we just keep working. Just work and don't worry. That's uh, that's how we go about our, our business. I, I don't get that answer from Jim. I like Jim. He's fine. But it, you want to get it all out there, but you can't talk about it. This is not a pending legal investigation like it could be in Minnesota. I guess it could be if someone like sued them. Or it is in Northwestern. This is very different. It's you versus the NCAA. Are you afraid that you're going to get suspended more if you like get everything out there, so to speak? I don't know, man. Just say everything. Just say it. If you want to say everything, say it. Uh, but he didn't. He just kind of danced around the question and said that everything prepares Michigan. Everything motivates them to work harder. Everything. Everything motivates them to work harder. So I guess this is one of those things. That's going to motivate them to work harder. I mean, you go 12-0 and last year and make the playoffs and lost to TCU. I mean, I don't know how much more motivation you need other than that loss last year to TCU. But apparently, uh, four-game suspension for your head coach for buying a cheeseburger is uh, extra motivation for Michigan. They're really – you better watch out now. <laughs> They're really going to get after it. All right, moving on. A couple other quick hitters that I wanted to talk about. My boy, Jim Leonard, he got hired by Illinois. I love Jim Leonard. I loved him at Wisconsin. If you go back and listen to those episodes, which I recommend that you don't, but if you did, you'd hear me talking about how much I loved Jim Leonard last year. I wish he would have got the job at Wisconsin. Obviously, they moved on to bigger and better things with Luke Fickle. I think that Jim Leonard is going to be a head coach, and I actually would go as far to say is I think that Jim Leonard could be a successful head coach in the Big Ten. Again, I'm referencing the Northwestern episode that I did with Tommy Hook, but we talked about him at Northwestern. I don't see what would be wrong with that. I could see that being the spot for him, maybe even next year after the air clears a little bit. But um, this year, though, Brett Bielema scoops him up out of Wisconsin. He's going to be a, what did they call it, uh, a, uh, an advisor. That's what he's going to be, basically like a defensive advisor. And I think that's going to be, I think it's great for both Jim and I think it's great for Illinois. He's a great defensive coach. 
I said great three times in a row. That's how great it is. Great. Um, and I think that it gives him a year to kind of take the pressure off for being able to find a job. Like he didn't have to do it this summer. So he gets a year to kind of do this job. Like really, honestly, I'll be honest with you. I think it's a halfway job for him. I don't think he's really going to have to do much. He'll be able to watch film and like kind of give Bielema his thoughts. And then he doesn't have to do anything else. So then he, if especially if Illinois' defense looks good, he's going to look good. And then he has a whole nother year now to kind of find a better spot for him to land, whether it's in another defensive coordinator role or if it's in a uh, head coaching role, which I hope that it is. Uh, Northwestern was obviously in the news during media day. Their players didn't come. I don't have much more about this story. I mean, I've talked about Northwestern probably more than I needed to at this point in the year. I thought it was interesting that their players didn't come. It kind of sucks for them, especially I didn't even look up who they were, but if they're seniors, this was their last opportunity to go to media day. Um, like I said, this casual big 10, I don't know who they were even supposed to be. It was just news that they weren't there. I thought that they could have had a chance to go. And really, I think if they go, it becomes less of a story at that point because they can whether they answer questions about pat fitzgerald or not it's more visibility for them and it's less visibility on pat when you don't show up it's almost more of a black eye to the entire university by saying hey our players aren't even coming that's how big of a deal this is now it seems like a real big deal if you just send them let them go have some fun answer a few silly questions move on with your day, then it's less of a story, I think. I mean, I could be wrong about this, but Northwestern players didn't come. I didn't see David Braun. I don't know what he looked like. I don't even know. Actually, you know what? I'm going to look him up. I don't know what he looks like. Don't know what he sounds like. And uh, don't know how well he did at the interview. Or what do you call it? Oh, he's younger than I thought he was. Um, What do you call it when they get up on stage? They're opening remarks. That's what it was. So I don't know how he did at that. Didn't hear him answer any questions. I was, like I said, busy last week. Um, one other guy I wanted to mention, actually two. Mel Tucker, I thought it was interesting about his opening statement. It might have been a question. All I know is that I saw this tweet circulating, and it might have been because I was in Michigan and I was getting more information on my timeline about Michigan and Michigan State stuff. But <laughs> I saw a quote that said, that this is the most talent he's had since he's been there. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Um, you gotta love Mel Tucker. You just got to. Uh unproven quarterback. Uh apparently they're <laughs> they're running backs better than Kenneth Walker. Keon Coleman's coming back or in reincarnate. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. This is the most talent. Listen, bet the over on their win total because it's low right now. It's five and a half. And they have the most talent that they've ever had since Mel Tucker's been there. Interesting. Um, One last one. Mike Loxley. I did see his opening statement and I did see him answer questions. It was one of the few times I was back at the house and I could kind of focus in. I love Mike Loxley. Dude is awesome. I want to play football for him. I would love to play for him. I I've talked about Maryland a little bit this summer, but I like Maryland. I think that they're going to actually surprise some people this year. 
And Locks is just like a cool dude, man. Like, I'd like to hang out with him. I think he's awesome. I Like I said, he just presented himself. He he didn't sound too braggatocious. Braggadocious? What is that word? Um, He wasn't bragging too much, and he wasn't sounding like too sorry for himself either for not being at the top of the Big Ten East. He said, listen, we're going to go after it. We're doing... All the things that we're supposed to be doing, we're doing it the right way. And he just motive. So for some reason, the way he talks like motivates me. So I thought Mike Loxley did a good job. And again, I didn't watch all the opening statements, so I don't know who really did great and who didn't. But of the handful of guys, I'll say I watched about I watched about six of them. Of the six guys that I watched, I thought that Mike Loxley sounded the best. And if I had to pick one out of the six that I would want to play for, it'd be Coach Lox. All right, my last story here. Um, I have to pull this one up because I don't know all the details of it. You guys remember Aaron Euless? The sports books do. <laughs> all right. Uh, I have the story pulled up right here. I didn't put it in my notes, so I'm just going to kind of read through this. Now, the tweet that I got sent to me. Let me shout out my boy Wally real quick. Did I bring my phone up here? Yeah, I did. Uh let me read the tweet first, and then I'll go into the story a little bit if it needs to be gone into any further. All right, scrolling up. He just sent me another tweet that I don't really care about. Um, documents show that former Iowa guard Aaron, Aaron Euless made nearly 2,000 sports bets on the app FanDuel per Chad somebody. Euless, who transferred to Nebraska, bet a total of $35,000 and used a fake name, Anton Porter. Oh, my God. I actually didn't even read this until I got up here. This is exciting. Um, man, the fans are going to kill him next year. I can already see it. Nebraska's at Illinois, Michigan State, you know, Penn State. The fans are going, Anton Porter, Anton Porter. Oh, man, that's hilarious. Um, At least one of these bets is believed to be an Iowa game the team that he was on at the time. Nebraska has been made aware of this, and Ulysses was not allowed to participate with the team on their overseas trip. Why? He's facing permanent loss of eligibility. Horse manure. How old is he? How old is Aaron Ulysses? Because if he is of age, this is some malarkey. 21. 21. He's 21 years old. Guys. All right. I'm going to get this hot take out and then I'm going to immediately press stop on the recording because I don't want to think about it any further. Going all the way back to Pete Rose. I don't think that it's a big deal when you bet for your own team. I just don't. No one's going to be able to convince me otherwise. Now, if you told me that Aaron Euless was betting the under in Iowa games and he was betting uh for them to lose now we got problems okay to me though you should be able to bet on yourself you should be able to bet to cover your spread to hit the over to score as many points as possible I don't get it we're we got to pick a side here we're either not letting them bet at all or we're going to let them bet on other stuff while they're in other states as long as they're not at a team facility. I'm a Lions fan. I already talked about this uh, before. 
but I haven't talked about this part of it, but I've talked about the fact that I'm a Lions fan, if I could move my head. Um, Jameson Williams gets in trouble for gambling. What the hell is that, dude? We're grown-ups, man. Let's gamble. We're going to gamble. These guys are competitive. I mean, tell me a gambler that you know that's not a competitive dude or lady. I don't get this, man. Like, Aaron, if you'd like to cut, if first of all, well, let, I'll just say this: if you don't, if you don't get your eligibility, I'm saying this with all sincereness, you can be the third or fourth member on our gambling panel that we have coming up for Bet Big this fall, coming up at the end of this month. We would love to have you. It sounds like you have some insights on some things because you bet way more money than I did on sports last year. Um, you can even go by Anton Porter if you want to. I'm fine with that. You can do that. But uh, this is, to me, like, listen, this is just my stance. I think that everybody should be allowed to bet. I think that it toes the line when you're betting on your own games, and it says that there was only one game that he bet on for Iowa or against them. It doesn't say whether it was for or against them. But if you're betting on your team to win, I have no problem with that. If you're betting on yourself, to hit overs, I have no problem with that. That's just me. Call me crazy. Call me crazy. I'll be crazy. I'm progressive like that, I guess, when it comes to gambling for sure. Um, thanks for watching, everybody. It's been a blast. It's been a real blast. I hope that you guys have been enjoying all the episodes recently. I hope that is my music playing. Oh, it is. I hear it. Hope you guys uh, enjoyed this show. We'll be back next week. I don't know what time yet, but I will see you guys next week. I will see you guys in the future. Everything. Mm -hmm.